Uh, we're trying to find John Katsimatidis and Margot Katsimatidis to talk about his book. The book, by the way, I'm going to promo the book. On Amazon, number one. Number one for hot new releases for business and companies. And the name of the book is How Far Do You Want to Go? Lessons from a Common Sense Billionaire, John Katzmatidis. And I think we are trying to get Margot Katzmatidis. All right, well, we'll see if we can find him. We'll keep uh, – somebody should uh, email him or something. All right, it's calling in 1113. Okay, so uh, I want to continue my little thoughts about our conversation with Senator Kevin Kramer and my opening uh, riff because uh, this business about GOP candidates not uh, coming up with a plan for the economy to deal with Bidenomics, which is an utter failure, you know, this is a serious, serious business. And I want to go back to the midterm elections because a lot of polls, most polls, expected a kind of Republican landslide in the midterm elections last November. Um, the cavalry is coming. I said it a million times. The cavalry is coming. And um, we didn't get a cavalry. Now, we did get a platoon. We did take the House, GOP. But it was disappointing. And um, we didn't pick up any Senate seats. In fact, we lost the Senate seat. So I recall everybody was talking about the high inflation and everybody was talking about the uh, border problem, millions of people streaming illegally over the border. Um, Crime was a big issue. You know, all these Democratic prosecutors in these blue cities all the George Soros-funded, uh, far left, no bail, no jail here in New York. So those were some of the key issues. Inflation, spending, overspending, which was one of the root causes of the inflation, and the border, and crime, and Afghanistan, the mishandling of Afghanistan, But what was lacking was a solution. You know, what John would say, I think John Katsimatidis would say, a common sense solution. I mean, and the other interesting thing, you had, go back and think about Democratic economists uh, who had worked for Barack Obama, namely uh, Larry Summers from Harvard, and uh, Jason Furman, uh, who's also teaching at Harvard, uh, and some others. You know, they were among Joe Biden's biggest critics when he took an economy that was already overheating and spent $1.9 trillion way back in March of 2021, jammed it through. So they were critics, critics, and... Biden wouldn't listen to him. Biden administration is more like Bernie Sanders. Socialist. Big government. Crazed about climate. Crazed about you know, their obsessions with uh, oil and gas. Now, uh, 
I won't say every Republican, but I'd say it was very difficult for the GOP to craft an alternative vision for the economy. In other words, elect Republicans, and here's what we will do. And they didn't talk much in those terms. The criticism was there, but the solution wasn't. The vision wasn't. And they needed an economic growth and prosperity vision. And I know it's hard when you're running. I mean, you have, you know, 435 races in the House and you had uh, whatever you had, 25 or 30 races in the Senate. It's not easy. A sitting president commands the media and, of course, the corporate media, the mainstream media is all left-wing anyway. Uh, not all of them, not Fox and Newsmax and others, but, you know, the big cables, MSNBC, CNN, NBC, CBS, ABC, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But it's hard because Biden speaks in one voice and the GOP speaks with many voices. Now, as we enter in the presidential cycle, and, you know, it's February 2023. The election's in November 24. But really, the first debate is in, you know, was just announced in Milwaukee uh, in August. That'll be the first debate. Now you'll have a handful of people running for president on the GOP side. Now, I don't, I'm going to leave out Biden. We'll see if, if anybody's going to challenge Biden. But you're going to have, uh, you know, four, five, six, who knows, seven people. I don't know maybe more, on the Republican side. But it will be easier for them to craft a message. They could say, well, here, Donald Trump is going to run on this. Or Ron DeSantis is going to run on that. Nikki Haley, Mike Pompeo, Mike Pence. Not 435, you know, plus Senate. Just a handful. And they will have an opportunity to put their views out, and the public will hear them. First, the GOP public, because it'll be in the primaries, and then ultimately you're going to have the national public. And they've got to do it, and I think they've got to start now. I think that's the key point. They must start now, and they're not doing it. I mean, yes, yesterday, take yesterday, you get a shockingly high inflation number, and before that, uh, the week before that, you had a, two other shockingly high inflation numbers, and yet nobody put out an alternative vision of the leading names. Now, I do recall that Donald Trump put out through his political action committee, I mean, I get that stuff, and... Um, he ripped into it on how bad the inflation was. He ripped into it. Okay, he got that. But unfortunately, and again, I love Trump. I worked for him for three years. I make no bones about it. I'm not endorsing here. I'm just, I'm not in a position to endorse. But I'm just saying he, he didn't give a plan. He ripped it. Uh, the others, I don't recall the others saying a word about the lousy inflation numbers that came out. 
or the fact that interest rates were going to have to go higher or the fact that GDP last year barely grew at all in Barack in uh, Joe Biden's first year. Nobody talked about it. And I think that's inexcusable. And I fear that that mistake will be repeated. Or, you know, the other thing is, and this is equally important, these budget numbers have come out, the Congressional Budget Office come out, and, I mean, they're, they're very bad numbers. We were talking to Senator Kevin Kramer about spending as a share of GDP, over 24%. The 50-year average is slightly less than 20%. What are we, what are we doing at 24%? All right, hang on a second. I believe we have found the maestro himself. John Katsimatidis is on. And maybe. Larry, I'm on the beach. (laughs) That's what I figured. I'm on Fort Lauderdale Beach, and and it's it's beautiful. I go back to the uh, 80s when, uh, what was it? What was that famous song? where the girls are. <laughs> um, are you alone, or is there a Margo there, too? Margo is here, and uh, we're attending uh, the breakfast we usually have in uh, Southampton. We're having the Fort Lauderdale version of it right now, and the sun is shining. It's a beautiful day in Fort Lauderdale, and we're on Lauderdale by the sea, and uh, a great restaurant right on the ocean, and... and uh, Look, there's something to say about coming on down to Florida. <laughs> well, I was there last weekend, so I understand full well. I want you to know, we looked it up. Uh, on the Amazon hot new releases for business, you are number one. Your book is number one. I'm going to say it again. How far do you want to go? Lessons from a common sense billionaire, John Katsimatidis. You're number one. Uh, on the Amazon hot new releases for business. So that's pretty cool. I think it must have been because you had a great TV interview on Fox Business on Thursday. That well, must- uh, everybody's talking about it. Uh, uh, and uh, <laughs> I, I, I got a better seat at the breakfast. We have about 50 people here that we usually have in Southampton. And uh, the name of the place is the Anglins Beach Club, uh, right on the, on the ocean. You can't ask uh, for a better uh, place. And the CFO uh, elected in uh, Florida, uh, Jimmy Petronas, is here as our main speaker today. And uh, uh, Florida has doesn't owe any money. They have excess on their budget. <laughs> yes, very good. Uh, is Margo there? Margo is here, but she's sitting uh, near the front of the restaurant. Oh. I moved towards the back. All right, so we're going to talk about this. So, John... Um, you made your fortune, your your first fortune in supermarkets. Uh, you're still, I mean, you write in the book, they don't they don't give you much to the bottom line, but you still feel you have to be attached to the supermarkets. Hold it's, on, Margo, Margo, say hello. Hi, Larry. Hey, Margo. So I, w- I was going to lead with you. I'm glad you came on. Now, here's the thing. One of the best parts of the book... And this is pretty good truth telling by John. Is so John hires you, right? 
and we're in the supermarket phase, right? And you walk into him and tell him how disorganized he is and, and how it's got to all be changed. Now, I assume that's, that, true. <laughs> I assume that's a true story, right? Yes, absolutely true. And I want you to tell us about this. And it's still, and it's still true, by the way. <laughs> no, but you're, you're organized, disorganized, organized. It's all good. I have organizers that organize now. Yes, well, I know. So, Margot, how did you put it to him when you told him he wasn't organized? How did you diplomatically put it to him? You know, me, Larry, I just tell the truth, and he was very disorganized. He had, he was the first one to create uh, accounts payable and receivable on computers that he so programmed. And there were computer papers stacked everywhere. Our office was only about seven foot wide by ten foot long. No, a little bit bigger, a little bit. But not that much, honey, trust me. Anyway, <laughs> yes. so, yeah, I ended up, you know, getting binders and things and organized them and dated them and all that. But and so, it goes on from there. Did he cooperate when you were doing your reorganization plan? Was He was relieved. He could see the floor. <laughs> he could see the floor. Okay. And I want to just say that um, I'm completely biased. Margot and John Katsimatidis are among my dearest friends, and uh, I, am, I have no objectivity whatsoever. But, Margot, you've been a part of John's business story the whole time, including, and most particularly, WABC Radio. Is that fair? That's fair to say, and I absolutely love it. I love working with the people and all of our talent and everyone. Uh, it's, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful group. And it's given John uh, new energy. Is that also fair? That's absolutely fair. You know, the guy's, he a, pre- loves it too. The guy's a pretty good broadcaster, it turns out. He's with some practice. Yeah, you know, yeah, he's getting pretty good there, I must say. <laughs> Did you hear, I don't know if you heard this, Margo, but uh, on the Amazon list, uh, the book is is the uh, number one hot new releases for business, number one in business. Well, she hears it now, and uh, uh, by the way, we're number one for uh, for business in hardcovers. Uh, we're number two for uh, for uh, Audibles. audio and number three for Kindle. Yes, absolutely. So, so three out of five. Somewhere's in there you're going to sell a book when they actually start selling. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> okay. Um, John, talk to us about energy, all right? Uh, you're, you know, your energy story is, I guess it's the most profitable part of your empire right now. Uh, we had some lousy inflation news. Uh, yesterday, and we had some lousy inflation news last week. What do you see for the energy story? What do you see for the oil story, John? Well, oil is down to $75, and uh, uh, we're looking, the next break is 72, 72 and a half. If it breaks to 72, 72 and a half next week, then the next uh, target is $70. On the other side uh, of the coin, uh, Russia, uh, and uh, uh, OPEC nations, they, they want $100 oil because that's what they run their economy on. Mm-hmm. So there's a struggle, there's a struggle in the world for whom do the bells toll? The American people that can have $65, $70 barrel uh, oil where inflation goes away in the next three months, four months, five months as, as things taper off, or uh, the uh, Saudi Arabians and Russia that want to run their economy on $100 oil. And that's going to be the challenge over the next uh, 
few uh, months. And what about interest rates, John? There's a lot of talk now that rates are going to have to go much higher. Well, I know. Even Jamie Dimon went on and said uh, rates have to go much higher. Well, I think uh, Jamie, you know, I admire Jamie. I, uh, and uh, uh, his father was a very dear friend of mine. And uh, but, but I think he's wrong on this one. Mm-hmm. I think what, what the Fed did during COVID, they said, let's, let's slow up the, the, the throttle and let's see what happens after we get over COVID. I think we're in a similar situation, Larry, where I'm saying let's slow up the increases so we don't destroy the entire real estate industry in, a, in, in North America, which is 20 percent of, of the economy, and see what happens if we can maintain $70 oil, then the, the uh, inflation goes away by itself. Mm-hmm. But, but if the Saudi Arabians, if the OPEC, if Russia... Uh, uh, try to get $100 oil, then guess what? The American people lose because of what happens in Washington. They're making uh, the uh, poor people poorer, and they're making the middle class poorer. And a trillion dollars of our economy has moved over from North America all the way to, to Russia and Saudi Arabia. Mm. And, and Russia is based their economy based on, on $100 oil. Yep. So we should be printing 14 or 15 million barrels a day. That's where we should be. Not 12, but 14 or 15 million barrels a day. What's the outlook? Can we get a change? I mean, these Republicans should wake up. Well, I think uh, President Biden has to uh, make a decision. America first, not last. Mm. Uh, And if we can print 15 million barrels a day, which is doable, and Canada prints another five, five and a half million barrels a day, North America will be self self independent, and we'll have the greatest economy again. You know, we were talking earlier, John. Uh, by the way, let me give another plug. The name of the book is "How Far Do You Want to Go?" Lessons from a Common Sense Billionaire by John Katsimatidis, who was a very, very dear friend, and of course also is the purveyor of this uh, radio station, WABC, here in New York. And this broadcast, by the way, is all over the country. We've got a million affiliates now, 150 affiliates. So what's up? Stay with this. No, stay with this. I want to stay with this. Just stay with this. Uh, John, um, let me talk to you about this. When Bill Clinton ran for president way back, he said it was the economy stupid. And one of my concerns right now is that the Biden economy is doing very poorly and the Republicans have got to show that they have a plan for better economic growth and lower inflation. They have to adopt the Clinton mantra of an economy stupid. They need to show us a common sense approach to a healthy, prosperous economy. That's what's missing from the discussion right now. What you think? Agreed 110 percent that it's all about the oil, Larry. It's not about anything else. Mm -hmm. If oil prices went down to 65 or $70 where we started, we started at 55 actually, but if they go back to 65 inflation goes away and our economy goes back to, to the greatest economy in the world. So they should push for a permitting bill. Absolutely. And, and enough, enough with the restrictions 
on the EPA and, and all the restrictions they're trying to put on. And look, it's all about America. Uh, China doesn't give a damn about uh, environmental. Mm. They don't give a damn. Mm. And they're, they're, they're going right by us in the economy at warp speed. It's about getting the, the right thing for the American people. Let's not make the poor Americans, let's not make the middle-class Americans poorer. Yeah, China is buying the Russian oil. Yes, and, and China is getting a 30% discount, uh, so they're only paying $50. Yeah, and India is buying the Russian oil. I thought India was a friend of ours. Maybe not, huh? Uh, well, listen, it's all in there. Watch the checkbook where it is. Uh, India is probably getting a 35% discount knowing how good of negotiators they are. So, John, you're down in Florida. You're down in Lauderdale right now. You already have a good governor, Ron DeSantis. Um, you ready to make another run for uh, governor of New York? Well, let's see what happens. I think the next race up is uh, 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 Senator Gildebrand. And she has, look, she's a nice lady, but she hasn't accomplished much for our country, for our state. So you're going to take a look at that. You never know, Larry. <laughs> All right. I'm going to let you go. Have a fabulous weekend. Hugs to Margo. And the name of the book is How Far Do You Want to Go? Lessons from a Common Sense Billionaire by the great John Katsimatidis. Thank you, John. Sorry to bother Thank your you, vacation. Larry. All right. Folks, I'm Larry Kudlow here. I'm still in New York where it's very, very cold outside. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with something somehow, somewhere. Stay with us, please. <laughs>